Rabbi good morning, a good nerve, Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Bereshis, Topshin, Peyalev, Holding Shabbos, Mavarchim, Mavarchim, the Kodesh of Kodesh Cheshven, Abba, Leinu, Latoiva. We just want to share a little bit of thoughts about the Parsha and the Rechizuk, as we normally do before Shabbos, and to go into Shabbos with a feeling that it's a new beginning, a new Bereshis, after the Yom Tovim, Yom Sukkot, and for sure this year, there's no one that can't say that they didn't have a different uh, element of the Simcha, and one had to work maybe a little bit harder or a lot harder in order to be able to elevate themselves. But I think it's important for us to point out that this is really the aside of everything that we find in this week's Parsha and throughout the entire Torah that the Torah is really the aside of everything. As we say, Bereshis is Barashis. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, Fishis al and that's the plan that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has in order there should be 6,000 years before HaKadosh Baruch Hu will bring the culmination of everything and bring Mashiach. We hope and we pray should come soon. And that's also the kavana of Bereshis, as Chazal say, Bereshis Bishvil HaTayra Shnekereshis. Kadosh created the world for the Torah that is also called Reshis. It's the beginning and the end of everything is really the Torah. And Vishvil Yisrael, the Medrash says. Yisrael is also called Reshis. Reshis Goyim. Reshis is the Klal Yisrael. And for sure, that the Bereshis is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is the Mamsi of the whole Olam. And that's really the Klal of, of Torah, Kuchibrichu, the the Yisrael Chadu. We are all one because HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world for the intent that the world should be used as a place of Torah and mitzvahs. And Kla Yisrael is his nation. That They're the ones that amplify and they're the ones that show the rest of the world how a human being is supposed to, be, is supposed to live. And in this week's parasha we see the whole world was created and everything waited until Adam Arishan came along until other mission came along, it wasn't possible for the world to have its completion. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created man, and man's purpose is to complete the world. So when we're standing here at the beginning of the new year, of a new parsha, a new haschal of the Torah, so we should all feel assured that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give us kayach. And if we have the bitachon and we have the faith in HaKadosh Baruch and we latch on to the Torah, the Torah that doesn't change, the Torah is lote And when a person realizes that the Torah is the Iker, and it stands beracious, is for the is the beginning of the Torah, and he begins to, to again to go back and to, to read and to learn the same Rashi's, as Rashi HaKadosh points out, the Torah shouldn't have started from over here, from the beginning of creation. The Torah is a, is a law of is a, is is, a, is rules. Should have waited until Shmais, until the first mitzvah. Why did it start over here? Kadosh wanted that we should be able to have an answer if the goyim will come along and they'll say, "List them at them that this land doesn't belong to you." So we'll be able to turn and we'll be able to turn to the Torah and say, "No, who created the world?" Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world. And Kaddish Baruch Hu, in the Torah, he writes that his nation, Am Yisrael, is the one that he promises the land to. 
And therefore, we don't have any questions because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that gave us this land. So all of this is again the chizukim in order for us to elevate ourselves and to recognize, to latch on to the Torah. I was thinking, I saw in the Dafayami, it's interesting, the Gemara's that we're having right now, we had a few blots of, of Agatha Gemara's, but on the whole, it's a lot of intricate halachas, neget to chatzeras and eruv, but kimat is not a daf that goes by, that the daf doesn't throw in something which has a different level of understanding of how great Torah is. There's a Gemara in Daf Samach Zayin, I just want to mention it, the Gemara in Samach Zayin says that Rav Chista and Rav Sheshis, when they would meet each other, they both shared a similar feeling about each other. Rav Chista, his lips would shake because he was afraid of the Mishnayis of Rav Sheshis. Rashi HaKadosh points out that Rav Sheshis was a big bucky in all of the Mishnayis, and Rav Chista was afraid that when he would say some aspect of the Torah, that Rav Sheshis would knock him off with one of the Mishnayis, it would be a contradiction to his terms. And the Gemara says that Rav Sheshis, his whole body would shake when he would meet Rav Chista because he was afraid of the pilpul of Rav Chista. Rashi says because Rav Chista was very, very sharp and he had a lot of svaras and he went very, very deep into the learning. And I learned this Gemara early in the morning with my son, Rav Dovber, 6.30 in the morning the other day. And I just mentioned a thought that had come to my mind. It could be other Mepharshim say it as well, but I want to share it with the Olam, that why is it that Rav Sheshis, Rav Chista, would shake his lips, and, 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 and when Rav Sheshis would meet Rav Chista, Rav Sheshis, his whole, body would, his whole body would somehow tremble. The answer is that Mishnayis is something that a person does with his lips. Something called Shaina Mishnayis, that's with his pet. So the pet itself would shake. While the svar is the svar is something which is deeply embedded within the yid, and that was Rav Chista's kayach. And Rav Sheshis felt that kayach that was coming out of Rav Chista. This shows us an element of how we should look at the Torah. The Torah literally has an ability to create within our ourselves and in others that are attuned to what the Torah is a feeling that the Torah itself makes a person into a better person, into a bigger person. And therefore, the lips start to shake. The body starts to shake because you recognize how much change is created within the person. I saw a Misa that Rav Moshe Feinstein, that they wanted to bring him, they wanted to put into his room at that time, in the earlier years, they wanted to put in air conditioning into his room. And he refused it. And he said... The reason why he refused it because he was afraid that he will get used to learning only with the air conditioning. And if he won't have the air conditioning, he wouldn't learn. And he wanted to be able to be Amal in the Torah in the fullest fashion, even if it doesn't have all the acronyms. We today, we need air conditioning, no question about it. But we see that Rav Moshe felt that the Torah itself is the most important thing in the, learn- in the world. And therefore, if I'm going to lose out on my ability to be Amal B'Torah, it's not worthwhile to have comforts. That's something that in the Western mind, it's hard to understand. And it reminded me of a story that I saw, <clears throat> that I saw, that I experienced when my late father, Avla Shalom, came to Israel, and I brought him then, going over back f- close to 35 years ago, to meet Reb Chaim Kanievsky Shlita Shabika and those days Reb Chaim did not have air conditioning in his house. And it was a very hot day, 
in Benebrak. In hot day in Benebrak means it is boiling. It was schwitzing. My father was schwitzing. Came into the house and was sitting with her Pchayim. And the Pchayim had a little fan on his table. That's what he had. And when he saw that my father was schwitzing, so he turned the fan and he turned it towards my father in order to do a chesed for a yid. And the truth is, I write this in the book, that the fan was on the swivel mode. And Rebchaim didn't know, I guess, how to stop the swivel mode. So whenever the the fan would move away from my father, he would turn it back towards my father. And it was a very interesting thing to see how much Rebchaim was mechaber at Talmud Chacham. And my father himself in his youth, used to, as people told me over, they used to say in the days when there wasn't any air conditioning, he would literally harva and taira, even though it was very, very hot in the summer months in Baltimore. And he would wrap himself in towels <coughs> and he would be in a place where it was very, very hot, but there was a big magaif of mosquitoes and he didn't want to have the pain and the suffering of the mosquitoes. It was worthwhile to schwitz a little bit. Rabbi said, what are we saying from over here? What we're saying from over here is we see people who dedicate themselves to the Torah. And I think that this is apropos for our days as well. There are many, many people who are struggling and it's difficult the isolation, not being able to be part of the group dynamics that we usually have, and still people are learning Torah to the best of their ability. And now we're about to start the beginning of the Wintersman and the Yeshivas here in Eretz Yisrael. They're all talking about how they're going to have to be in the Beis Medrash and in the Yeshivas without leaving it for months upon months, something which is a tremendous, tremendous difficulty, what we're used to. Sometimes boys go home every few weeks, able to get out. And I don't know what's going to go on in America as well. But we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us this test. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us, He wants to see how much we understand that the greatness of Torah is the most important thing. And that is something that we should be happy with. And we should say that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us this test, it's something that we ourselves can elevate. We see that the Torah says, the world was empty, was desolate, but the Ruach of God was hovering over the face of the water. And the Medrash says that this is the Irish Mashiach. The light of Mashiach was hovering over. And it was Al If we want to know what is the antidote, what is the answer, how do we get to the Irish Mashiach? It's when we understand And we know that the Torah is considered the water. The Torah is what gives us life. And we know the Medrash says that that uh, that, that the, the world will be redeemed in the schus of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, the end of the Torah, the beginning of the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that gives us the Torah. So this is something that we should keep in mind. I saw a mimer from an old chaver of mine, a great, great mashkiach, Rebuta Mendelssohn from the mashkichim, a Talmud of the mashkiach, Revolbi, and he wrote a mimer speaking about the situation that we're in today. I just want to share with you a few of his thoughts. And he says, if we try to understand what is the difference between today and regular days, <laughs> very, very simple. We have everything in the world we have all the beauty in the world. We have all of the ability to get to these places, but we can't get to them. Planes aren't flying. Now, planes are flying, but people aren't going on the same vacations that they went on. It's almost as if 
it was as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world and he put Adam Arishan into it and he separated Adam Arishan from all of the good things in Gan Eden, which is really what happened. He said, you can't go in there. This is where the world is. The world is at a, is at a situation where we see how everything, all the beauty in the world is all there, but we can't partake in it. We're not allowed, we can't touch it. We're all worried about our parnas, we're worried about our jobs, we're worried about going on trains, we're worried about going on planes. We're very, very cautious. And this is a lesson. What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want from us? So we know that the world is Shemayim and the Aritz. And it says, HaShemayim Shemayim Lashem, V'Aretz Nasan Livnei Odom. The world was given to man. On the other hand, it says, Lashem Ha'aretz Simaloa. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu really owns the entire earth. So the Gemara says, Kan Kaidem Bracha, Kan La'achar Bracha. Before the bracha, before a person makes a bracha, everything belongs to Hashem. After a person makes a bracha, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, we can partake in the world. What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want from us? HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us that we should make brachas. That means we should be makir toif. We should recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that's giving it to us. And if we take a look at the chet in this week's parish of Adam Arishan, where Rashi HaKadosh points out, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu asked Adam Arishan, why did you sin? And he said, The woman, she was the one that caused me to sin. And Rashi says, points out that Adam Rishon was kafui toiv. He denied the goodness. Kadosh Baruch had given him the Isha in order to be an Ezer Kenegdo. And he now is turning around and saying that this is the reason why he sinned. When a person is a kafui toiv, he doesn't recognize that HaKadosh Baruch in his greatness is giving us a matana. Then he is banished and he is sent out from the Gan Eden. To a certain extent, we should learn the lesson over here for ourselves. Kedush is giving us a lesson that we should recognize that if we want to be able to partake in the Gan Eden of the world, then we have to have Hakaris Satayv. And this is what the Chavis Havavis writes. And he says that a person has to know that there are two things which you need in order to be able to get Matanas from the heavens. One is Maisim Taivim. person has to be deservant. person has to do good deeds. And the second thing is, even after a person does Maisim Taivim, it's all a chesed of HaKadosh Baruch person shouldn't think that he really deserves to have anything. HaKadosh Baruch gives us Matanas. Our problem is that we think that we already have everything. We have our health, we have our world, we have our matanas, and therefore we take it for granted. It's a muscle to two people, Reuven and Shimon. Reuven was wealthy, Shimon wasn't wealthy. And Reuven always used to help out Shimon. And Shimon was very, very thankful. But after a while, when Reuven was constantly giving him, Shimon already gets used to it. And then he doesn't give the same thanks to Reuven. And then he stops thanking him at all. And then when Reuven stops giving it to him, all of a sudden he starts complaining. What do you mean? There's something I'm used to. And this is the same thing in our world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to recognize that we have to be maidatim. We have to be margish in our tefillahs. Every single breath that we take is a bracha from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when we get to the Shabbos and we say the words, Nishmas Kolchai, we shouldn't just look at it as another 
prayer that we say on Shabbos, Nishmas Kolchai, but we should constantly think about the words, Ilu, Finu, Mole, Shira, Kayom, Lushanainu, Rinan, Kaman, Galov, Visif, Sersenu, Sheva, Kemachai, Virakia, Eina, Nachna, Maspikim, Ladzucha. We don't have enough in order to be able to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is asking us and urging us. And I think this is the lesson from this year's Parshas Bereshis. Yes, we recognize that the only thing that we have in the world which is real and which is stable, which is a commodity, which is always going to be there, that is the Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Klal Yisrael. And the more we attach ourselves to the Torah and to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to Klal Yisrael, and we have the Koyach of Tzila, we have the Koyach of Bracha, and we turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we say, we don't really deserve it, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're asking you and we're thanking you for everything that you give us. You should continue to help us. Then we'll go into Mitz Hashem, the month of Cheshvan, the month of Cheshvan, which the Mepharshim say, it's a Lashon of Mar Cheshvan, which is a Lashon of that the lips are Merachashin. The lips are still speaking, they're still murmuring, like we said before, that the great Amorim, they literally, they, they murmured, their lips were shaking. We're murmuring the brachas that we said during Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, during Sukkot, where we said that there is no one else except for you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ein Lano Ela Ata, and therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should grant us, we should be Zoychem Hashem, that the Ruach Elohim, Rachefes Alpnei the Irish Mashiach should be Alpnei Amoyim with our Torah, with our Tefillah, and with our Brachat HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should send us for all of Klai Yisrael. Refuas, Yeshuas, Mitzvah the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu, the Mehevi, Amen, 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 wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos and a good Gebench to Chaydish. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.